0: Hi, I'm Deepak Madnani, entrepreneur, problem solver, and amateur barista. I am on a mission to help forward-thinking entrepreneurs succeed and grow by understanding two simple rules. Crisis is a clarity opportunity, and the question is never really the question. Today, I am putting my barista skills to the test and sharing a cup of coffee with resilient problem solvers from all over the world. Let's get started. How are you, quickly? First, how are you?
1: You know, it's for all of us, such crazy times. And I was very fortunate in that we, we kept the house up north and Stacey redid it. So COVID hit March of uh, 2020. Yeah. And my sons with the girlfriends and the dogs, we all came up to the house because we were all living in the city downtown. Yeah. And it was a blessing because we all lived together. And it was like they were back in high school because we were all together. Stacey, my wife, cooking every night, and around the dinner table, and we felt very grateful, you know, that we had a place for all of us to be and very comfortable. And they, they have their company; I have my company stuff, and it was a bit of a like an
0: incubator in the house. Everybody would work during the week and come together at night. You know, this is like just a great place to kick off as well. Because John and I'm going to introduce you, you know, to my audience who's listening. I'm going to be introducing John in about a second, but John's energy and vibe. Comes from a place of gratitude. I mean, the fact that he started this story, uh, the first thing he said, I haven't caught up with John in, I think, almost 10 months now, right, John? Oh, no, sorry, yeah. probably by eight months, right? Eight months. Yeah. And the first story we kick in, uh, and, and this is us just, just chatting, and his first story is about gratitude. And this is the John energy. So, John, I wanted to just highlight that, okay? I'm going to introduce you. That document is intense. So, I'm going to give you my version so the audience understands, you know? Dentist. 35 years practicing, but an oral health expert. But first and foremost, I believe John's an entrepreneur. And you will get this as a theme with my guests during the different guests, because some of these guests are professionals or in different professions, but they're actually entrepreneurs at heart. So who they are, what they do, and how they do it are different things. And these are how I talk about people. It's okay if I call you John, right? I always call you John, right? It's Jonathan Levine. It's Dr. Jonathan Levine, right? But I call you John, right?
1: You can call me anything you want, just don't call me late for dinner. That's the that's the phone call and that's the line. Right. right.
0: But John John's sharing now. He's sharing now. <laughs> <laughs> but John's a New Yorker, you can tell from his accent. You can tell. You know, I can't yeah. get rid of it. He's an inventor too. He's an inventor too. Twenty seven patents under his name. A philanthropist. So he talks about purpose of lot. It's another great example of John because talk about the entrepreneurs life and And I don't want to use the word of checking all the boxes, but I want to use the word checking all the boxes from the point of view of fulfillment. He's very clear on fulfillment, which is amazing. So that's inspiring for me. And he's a father, a husband, always talking about his wife and kids, which is great. And he's a mentor. Okay, so he helps early stage, early entrepreneurs with, I mean, from his, I mean, it's across the board. I mean, he he pulled me in for one of his, uh, accelerator, incubator events in the dentist field. He's always trying to innovate and do things differently. But the uh, drive behind him is to do things better for everyone, not just to do things better, but to do things better for everyone. It's about impact. Okay. So, John, I hope that covers that as an introduction. It's a little bit of a different introduction than you're used to.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I appreciate what you said. And, uh, you know, look, where we begin
0: is not where we end
1: up, right? You know, it's such a journey we take.
0: And uh, yeah. our experiences help shape who we are. Our experiences help shape who we are. And I think this is a core theme around what I, on the reason, on the why of this podcast. And it is about, you know, John, I talk about America a lot, not from a political point of view, from an entrepreneurial point of view. I talk about America a lot. And I talk about why my parents came into Hong Kong. Even if we take away the word, you know, immigrants looking for a better life. Let's just take to the fact that Entrepreneurs need space, need a field to contribute. They just want to contribute. We don't care what's happening around us so much. What we don't want is corruption. What we don't want, and corruption may be happening in different areas. So let's not talk about small corruption. I'm talking about massive corruption. You know, We don't want racism. We don't want anything that can, that's deliberately pulling you back, but you just show up and you can contribute. It's not about being the hardest worker in the room almost, but just having that access to opportunity. Okay? But a lot of that is mindset, right, John? Mm-hmm. A lot of that is mindset, right? What are you drinking? I know it's 8 p.m. your time, so it's 8 a.m. my time.
1: <laughs> well, I just had a little bit because I just ate dinner and I usually have my one glass of a nice red wine or white with dinner, you know. What are you drinking? What, what kind of red? Um, I have a Cali Pinot Noir. Lovely. Yeah. And Lovely. It's, uh, yeah, it's very nice. And, you know, with dinner, we get a little resveratrol and uh, it's very good.
0: <laughs> there we go. I'm having beans from this place called, called Blue Tokai. It's a coffee shop when I was in Bombay last year. Um, my whole joke was escaping COVID. I was traveling around the world. I was in, well, from Hong Kong to Japan, to was in uh, Niseko to uh, India. My sister-in-law got married, Bombay, Pune, and then I came back. And literally every place shut down behind me as we left. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, Blue blue Tokai Coffee Roasters, and this is uh, the state of Tamil Nadu. I can't even pronounce it. It's like four syllables or five. Kudi Rai Panjan. No, Kudi Rai Panjan Estate. So it's not too bad. Yeah. In the uh, Chevrolet Hills. So uh, altitude, it's just some beautiful beans coming out of India. So uh, that's yeah. how I travel through through my coffee passion that I developed or fine-tuned over COVID. You, did you ever catch the virus or you stayed? No, I cool? didn't. So uh, so Hong Kong Hong Kong's a really interesting place because Hong Kong is like New York City. So we've been locked in equivalent of New York City. So not like New York State. So we've been <sighs> locked in New York City. And again, I'm not seeing any right way to handle this. I'm seeing a lot of wrong ways to handle this. I'm not seeing any right way to handle this. So again, from a gratitude point of view, you know, we we've had experience from SARS many many years ago, and right. so wearing masks, social distancing, lockdowns is not something we argue with. We we find uncomfortable, we complain, but it's not something we argue with. And um, right. the way China has come back, the way uh, Hong Kong has come back, uh, the way Taiwan protected itself, the way New Zealand protected itself, South Korea, you know, we talk about infections and we talk about deaths, right? So let's let's talk about both. You know, death rate is. We can never say negligible. It's horrible, of course, but the death rate is so small, so tiny over here. I think it's almost non-existent. We've had infections, and then you see a place, I and mean, we, we know what's happening in South America. We know what the what the US went through, what Europe went through. You we know, a lot of people grandstanding, and now see see unfortunately what's happening in India. So my parents got COVID. They're older. They survived. They got COVID in December. They survived. They got vaccinated in, in March, and then we were trying to get them out, and now it's on lockdown again. So India's the best. You know the stories you're hearing. Uh, it's that bad, if not worse. And uh, so, my friends, there we just have to pray, stay locked down, and um, wait for this to pass over. And, you know, people say, "But India crowded place, social distancing. It's not. It's not part of our culture." I say, "Look, India did the hard thing early on. They did the hard thing or, uh, last year. They locked down the country, which a lot of people complained about them for. We actually had it under control.
1: Uh, totally under control. Yeah. So
0: positive." Yeah. And uh, even though there were deaths, but, you know, we had it in the control for a big, messy country, but it got messy again. They opened up and now we're seeing the worst of it. So, look, it's, it's, it's going to be learning for everybody. So, but yeah, how are you handling everything at your yeah. end? Yeah, but, you know, New York um, got tight on
1: restrictions. Everybody followed it. You know, at the acute moment of uh, COVID hitting New York, and as you know, you know, the Northeast hit it hard because of the airports and, and the international travel. It was a disaster and it was something that we've never seen before. Those kinds of restrictions, like you said, you had it before. We never had that before. So we ran out of, you know, we ran out of all the protective gear and, you know, and, and all the snafus on that. But, you know, with, with good leadership, and I think we had good leadership in the state with our governor and uh, people are diligent. And now we're walking outside, with most of the people are really getting vaccinated. There's not as much of a controversy. I think people accept science much better. I think there's a higher level of education in other areas of this country that are negating the need for a, a vaccine and anti vax But um, so I think New York is going to enjoy a huge resurgence by July. I really do. I tell everybody the roaring 20s because a lot of the people who are a little older, have left and they've gone to Florida. They go, you know, out to the country, and that's fine. And then the young people are are coming back in. And uh, by fall, I think most of the companies will be back. There'll be hybridization for sure of the workplace. You know, we all love what how things have evolved because I think lifestyle wise, people are going to think more about that and and not hammer so much and 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 have that balance a little bit more balance in life but i'm looking forward to a, a good summer but still to stay stay smart you know we were supposed Definitely. to go travel in europe and that all got
0: canceled so everybody's kind of hunkering and staying within the country for the for the summer yes that makes sense yeah. that makes sense yeah. so, so john let's let's jump in journey story i'd like you to to talk about because your journey has I mean, it's elaborate, let's say. Why don't we touch on journey points, mm-hmm. milestones or crucible moments? So so not so much as uh, Jonathan, the doctor, but definitely Jonathan, the entrepreneur and the mindset. Dentists will look at you and say, you know, who is this guy? Why is he like this? What's he doing? And entrepreneurs look up to you and say, wow, what an interesting guy. He's done all these businesses. You know, what's driven John? What's, what's made John who he is? Well, for me, I I got it. I have to go back to a college experience, and
1: I have to go back to my teammates. I played a a sport called lacrosse, which is a big sport here in the United States and growing a little more internationally. But we had like a band of brothers that, by the time we were seniors, we all played together. We ended up winning the national championship. We ended up coming together, and it had a lot to do with the love we had for each other. And I'm still very close with my teammates, but it put me into a mindset that literally anything could be accomplished by coming together with people you really love and care about and setting a big vision. We had a big vision because we lost our junior year to a team we beat during the year. We said, we're not going to be denied. We're going to do this together. And sports is just like, business is very similar to athletics and sports. And it was after that experience and then going, becoming a professional and then understanding I got to run a business and then learning business concepts that I realized I ended up loving business. And so for me, being an entrepreneur means the person always wants to learn, always wants to challenge themselves. We say, be comfortable with getting uncomfortable, you know, pushing yourself and enjoying that feel. And that to me is very similar to what's called an athletic mindset, but it's really a mindset of of how do we learn, how do we reinvent, how do we reimagine? And that translates so much to business. So for me, it's, you know, I like to say we, where you begin is not where you end up. And, you know, within being a professional and also being an academic, I felt the yearning to grow. And that led me on this whole invention, commercializing inventions and starting
0: companies. So let's come into the commercialization or the invention part there's a lot that when you're speaking john you you take for granted and this immediately then highlights your superpowers okay so clearly there is an automatic default in your head of confidence and achievability you know things don't phase you as much as they would other people but have there been times that things have phased you
1: yeah absolutely
0: absolutely
1: the first company i started was a, was a roll-up of dental professionals. And it was the very early days of what's very popular now of business people owning dental practices. Dentistry is very fragmented, mind-pot type of mentality, you know, n- not understanding business concepts. We saw that as a problem. And for me, when I got into dentistry, I constantly thought about how do we reinvent this profession because there were a lot of compromises. And so that was innovation in a business model. The mistake I made is I didn't make the right draft choices. The people I brought into the business were not the right who, right? And uh, as we learn in coach, you know, it's who, not how. And it's like choosing the right people who you share on your right and your left. And that was my first huge lesson in business because that was painful because it just was a lot of discourse, conflict, the docs didn't trust either the investors, I was stuck in the middle as kind of one of the docs, but also the CEO of the company and the founder and, um, it, tremendous learnings but tremendous amount of pain. And mm-hmm. some people might've said, that's it. I'm done with business. I'm going back to my practice, my patients and I'm finito. But, um, I took it as a challenge. I took it as, you know, tighten up those boots and what's next. Let's go. Yeah, And that, you know, you learn that from your coach, an amazing coach, Richie Moran, in, in lacrosse, my teammates. And it's like, you know, it's that greediness. it's that determination that I think if you if you kind of you feel like you're built like that, that there's really no problem you can't solve, right? We say it's not the problems we face, but it's how we face our problems. the problems. Yeah. And it's it's like you invite the challenges. If you have a mindset, you bring them. Bring the challenges because I'm not gonna be reactive to the challenge. You you learn to sit back, creatively try to solve it, and bring in the right people. You know the who, who can help you. Not so much how am I going to fix it, and you think about a little bit of well, let's build a plan, let's build a strategy around it. And all of a sudden, you know, your brain starts working in a way that I think there's a higher degree of success, and and you don't you just you don't give up. But it's not just not giving up; it's that determination that. I got a vision. I'm I'm going there. You still got to be agile. You still got to be able to pivot and and tweak and you know make changes on the fly. But uh, failure is not an
0: option. Mediocrity is not an option. Only success. So you know this is where I think the world of entrepreneurship opens up. Right? It's a discovery process and it's a learning curve process. Actually, right? It's not a success process. If you know what I mean, you know it's it's actually about Learning the whole space of you don't know what you don't know and then validating what you do know. But because there's so many aspects of the world that's changing, how are you constantly reacting to those changes that are coming up? But you know, John, this concept of team is powerful, right? So let's, let's just rewind a bit. Jonathan and I met through our coach in our coaching program called strategic coach. Great guy there who leads the, uh, the group called Dan Sullivan. Uh, And he's got an awesome team. The listeners, you guys should search for his new book called Who Not How. It's a powerful concept. That's what John is referring to when he's talking about the uh, different whos. But John, let's talk about team building. Mm -hmm. Talk about team building. You know, this is almost something that took me a long time to understand and a long time to almost fight against because of programming. I think it's just... Programming where we're built to be like, you know, we have to do everything ourselves. I'm the entrepreneur. I'm the leader. I have to have all the answers. Why did I not know this? And, you know, I got to the point where early on in my career where I started self-sabotaging because I was blaming myself a lot for why didn't I know this? I should have known better. So it's almost, you know, you're beating yourself up. Let's talk about you in terms of the journey of team building. And then we can talk about coaches uh, maybe after that. But t- tell me about your journey of team building.
1: Well, it's so applicable. Sports and athletics are so applicable to business because if you look at sports, pick any sport you love, whether it's basketball, it's soccer, it's football, it's lacrosse for me. Everybody has a capability, a really strong one. There's a different role, different position, which means different role and responsibility. And you can't win a game or you can't be successful alone. We know that. So if it's a team sport, it's all about how well you play together. How much trust do you have in each other? What's the communication like? Do you have each other's back? Are you a rope holder, which is like an old athletic, you know? And we use all those expressions and all those sports analogies in business for a reason because you can't know everything. And in fact, you know, we know about the concept of unique ability and we are all very passionate and strong about a certain capability. We got to backfill all the other ones. And it's figuring out all those kind of people that need to be around the table. And then it's how well do we listen to each other? How well do we work together? You know, is there conflict or is there flow in our conversations? And the quality of your conversation drives your culture of your company, and your company is your culture. So if you work backwards from literally the conversation that you have with people, you work all the way up to, a company that is set up for success. So we say if we focus on the people, which is both our customer and our people, everything falls into place. So you learn that. You
0: learn that by up front, you make mistakes and then you take those learners. Well, you learned that. Again, let's just rewind a bit. The quality of the conversations determine the culture of the people that you attract and the people that you attract will determine the culture of the business. Did I paraphrase that correctly? Perfect, perfect. Okay. So, you know, we also spoke about capabilities. So you know, this is why I say the the question never really is the question. The question isn't how do I get to $15 million? The question is, isn't how do I get 30% profit margin? That's almost, uh, you know, level one business fundamentals. You know, forget that. That's taken for granted. How you get there with who mm-hmm. is very important. But also taking a step back into yourself who you think you are who you believe you are will also attract the who's that you are going to be working with going forward that's another trap i fell into mm-hmm. the trap i fell into was a not understanding my capabilities and my superpowers and then approaching the world and the other who's you know from a gap mindset versus you know actually this is what i'm bringing to the table what's everyone else bringing to the table And then let's collaborate. And it can be under a company. It can be hired. It can be partnerships. It can be freelance. And then building out the path to that vision. But again, it's not even so much about the vision now. It's actually about understanding yourself, understanding the people you need to bring on board, right? And then going to execute that vision, right? But then how do entrepreneurs start? I have this idea. They have an idea, but I think there's something that's really important. And
1: entrepreneurs start, they start with a lot of passion and they start with a lot of energy mm. and energy drives motion and when an entrepreneur starts and and they're dedicated and they're committed they are attracting people who are like-minded who have that quality of energy because if you know as we look at I'm starting a new project as I'm interviewing the person who's going to be my my integrator my operator I'm looking for an equal level of energy to bring to this thing so that we can do it together you know so I think that's That's something that's so beautiful about the entrepreneurial spirit is that you're bringing so much energy. But the the mistake that I've made in the past and that I've learned is that you really need to bring people who share your value, share your vision, but also have the kind of mindset that you really can build something together. And when they come together with you, when they have prior experience in what you want to do, and they've done it multiple times before, that's when things become easier because it's not they're not seeing things for the first time because so many times you get a big idea, and it's a big idea that hasn't really been done before. It's differentiated, but you got to be smart in who you bring into the table to help elevate you. I love the expression, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Mm. I love that expression because it's one of, um, of humility So you have the combination of competence, but humility to say, I want people
0: much smarter than me to bring
1: this thing, you know, and bring it all together with
0: us. And again, let's, let's qualify this word smart, right? Again, this word smart is you want somebody with even more energy, with even more motivation with, you know, I mean, for them, they're excited by the opportunity and and being attracted by the team that's coming to play. We're not talking about intelligence here, right? Or IQ. No, we're not talking about that, right? That was part one of my interview with Dr. Jonathan Levine, a world-renowned oral health expert and specialist in aesthetic and functional dentistry, in practice for 35-plus years. You can hear part two of the interview on the next episode of Deepak Has Coffee, where Dr. Levine returns to share simple strategies for delegating and hiring when you're used to doing everything yourself. During our conversation, Jonathan and I also discuss the power of team-building, empowering others to take ownership of your vision and being open to the discovery process of entrepreneurship. You can learn more about Jonathan at his website, jblnyc.com. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Did you have any moments of clarity? I would love for you to rate and review this episode. Your feedback is crucial to tailoring this content for your growth needs. If you would like to hear more, please be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and or message me on dm at Deepakascoffee.com